All right. What's up, everybody? My name is Tyler Dunn with Dunn Deal Investments, where the deal is already done. Now, <clears throat> we're coming to you live Facebook and live Instagram. Just trying to trying to make sure everything's up to uh, par. Hang on. All right. Everything's good. It looks good. Let's get it started. All right. So today what we're going to talk about is two subjects, which is letting stuff go and everyone has a gift. What's up, Casey? So, so yeah, so I'm going to, what we're going to start up, what's up? Uh, what's up, Greg? I didn't see who joined for a second. What's up? But uh, all right, so we're going to talk about letting stuff go, and then we're going to also talk about everyone has a gift. So I'm going to start off by saying <clears throat> real quick, um, I wanted to let people know like why I'm doing the live stream. So so basically with the live, this live stream, the goals and updates is to basically give you a peek into my life as a business owner. So for everyone that doesn't know, I own a business, Done Deal Investments. I just got this hat, so I'm going to start marketing through the, the hat. When I, I don't have anything really to market on the live stream, so I'm just going to use the hats. So, <clears throat> so what I'm trying to do with the live stream is to try to get more people uh, motivated, get more people positive thinking rather than negative thinking. It's very easy for everyone to be negative rather than positive. And especially in today's world, uh, everyone's very negative. You have the news, you have different outsource or like sources that are creating very negative thoughts, negative things in the world, and they're they're focused on negativity and not positivity. And there used to be a time in the news where there used to be positive news, and they realized that in order to get more views, it had to go more negative, and they realized they got more views going negative. So <clears throat> I really wanted to try. I really wanted to try to make something where it would influence more people to go in and achieve their dreams rather than people telling them not to go and achieve their dreams because of you're going to you're going to go bankrupt, you're going to go and do different things, you know, different challenges are going to happen that you don't want to go through and that's just life. Life is going to happen. Life is going to knock you on your ass. Life is going to do something where, you know, maybe you didn't plan for it, but it's going to hit you and you're going to have to get around the obstacle or the challenge. So, and I was told that all the time. I'd have these great ideas. I'm like, all right, I'm gonna, I'm gonna go and build. I'm gonna go and build this company, or go do, uh, you know, go and buy this store and do whatever with a group of my friends at work. Or at a, I had a dream one time of doing a coffee shop, and I would tell people, and people were enthusiastic, but people would tell me like not to do it instead of going and doing it. Oh, you're gonna lose. You're gonna, you're gonna go bankrupt. Like, what if your business goes? Um, different different things that like you shouldn't even be thinking when you're actually starting in the sense like people already told me not to do it as I was telling them that I wanted to do it. It was a dream. It was a goal. And when more I told people, the more people told me not to do it. So at, at that time, I think I was like 17, 18, I mean, probably like more like 18 because I was working at my first, uh, my first job in high school. And I'll tell you a, a, a thing real quick before we get into this, but um, I wanted to do a coffee shop. Now for some reason, for some reason, I knew that a coffee shop might be a good idea, especially in the United States, because everyone's business oriented. Everyone is, um, they're normally drinking coffee in the morning to get themselves going early in the morning. And I, I read something where America was like, is the leading, <clears throat> the leading uh, product is coffee. Like coffee is the number one leading sales product in the United States. So had this idea. I knew the people that I was working with didn't like the environment that we were working in. And I thought to myself, you know, I've always wanted to do business. I always wanted to go into business myself. I always wanted to own something. And uh, what's up, Danielle? 
Uh, and I always thought to myself, like, I want to start a company. And I had this idea of the coffee shop. Now, I went to the people into the place I was working with. I started telling them, hey, we should start a coffee shop. We have this person that can manage manage the coffee shop. We have this person that can be like, we had like a really good um, chef back there. I'm really good friends with, shout out to Jimmy. Um, Jimmy Jones. And uh, so I, I had this idea of like, we could use him. He could make food. We could sell coffee. It's dirt cheap. It's not expensive to, to go and get coffee and, and sell it. And uh, I, ha- I already had a manager that was there, which was Jimmy's uh, sister, Stella, who could run the company. All right. And then we had other people that maybe would get into it. I, I, those are like the two people that I really trusted with, with like actually running it or whatever. But we probably could have got other people involved in it uh, that we were working with there. So I had the idea. Went to my mom. My mom shut me down immediately. I told I told her the the goals, and I'm like, all right, I want to run this coffee shop. Here's the ideas. This is what I'm thinking about doing. And funny enough, I went to um, I was going to Broward College at the time because I think I was actually I just started college, and they opened up a um, they opened up a Broward College in Coral Springs. It was like this small little center. They opened it up for uh, like certain classes you could take. You couldn't take every type of class that Broward College uh, offered, but you could take certain classes. And what happened was there's a, a place right next to it that was, um, I guess the owners couldn't pay for it anymore, and, and they uh, they left, and it was abandoned. And it, it was it said like for lease on the um, on the place. And I think what it was was a bank because there was a, a window, almost like a drive-through window you could come up to. And I thought to myself, wow, this would be a great place to, to put the coffee shop. It's in a perfect location, a lot of traffic, college students. I didn't know at the time Broward College was going to get rid of that, uh, that center, but I figured a lot of college students are going to be here early in the morning. We get a lot of traffic from the college students. And it was perfect on the corner of uh, Sample Road and University, one of, like two of the busiest uh, cities, I mean, not cities, uh, streets, over in Coral Springs, and it was on that uh, intersection. Perfect. And I was like, all right, we get a lot of traffic. We have a drive-through. There's already a built-in drive-through that we could probably make happen. And we get a lot of traffic to the drive-through. Hopefully, we could we could put a nice scenery in there and have like free Wi-Fi. I, I had it all planned out. That's what I'm trying to get at right now. I had it all planned out. Went to my mom. My mom shut me down. She's like, you're not gonna be able to do it. You're too young. You're not gonna have the money to go and do it. it- it's a bad idea. So I automatically, like right there, shut me down, and I told myself, "Wow, like you can't, like maybe she's right. You can't do it." Instead of boosting me up, she brought me down. So the reason I'm telling you that story is because I knew at a young age that I wanted to be into business. I knew at a young age that I wanted to start a company of some sort. And most people are going to tell you not to go and do it. Most people are going to not boost you into that direction. Most people are going to tell you it's a bad idea, too much risk. Um, and the funny thing was I had zero risk at that time. Actually, I probably had less risk at age 18 than I would now at 23. So, and I wasn't thinking like that because, you know, when you're young, you're not thinking about really like risk. You're not really thinking about like I have a lot to lose. Uh, so I, I really should have started the business. What's up, Julia? Uh, so, you know, I really should have started that business at age 18, I, I didn't end up doing that. I ended up, a lot of people told me not to do it. Um, the one person, one of the people that wanted to be the manager of it, uh, the lady Stella that I'm still really good friends with, um, 
she she was kind of like if you could you know find a place to do it if you could get the research together we'd do it but what ended up happening was it fell through because i wasn't motivated enough to go and do it because people around me were telling me not to do it so i ended up not pursuing that dream i probably should have done it at age 18 rather than doing the done deal investments right now at 23 because i had a lot less to lose back at age 18 which once I started getting older and I started reading books and I started to listen to some of the um, motivational speakers, I started listening to people that were doing, um, <clears throat> you know, like some of the craziest stuff that you couldn't even possibly imagine people are doing nowadays. And they're telling, they're telling me basically, you know, the younger you are, the better you are at a, are better off at a business because you have zero to lose. You don't have a lot to lose when you're young. You don't have kids. You're not married. You don't have uh, a lot of financial responsibility. You don't, you know, that's so that's the false narratives that I wanted to tell people. If you're thinking about doing a business, you're thinking about, you know, following a dream that people are telling you not to pursue. That's what this channel is designed for. Anyone that's telling you not to go out there and do it is a hundred percent wrong. They have no information on it and they probably gave up on themselves. So that's why I created the goals and updates or the live streams. I wanted to, to change that negativity thinking, and that I can't do it to the I can do it attitude and, and reverse it into positive thinking. <clears throat> so that's why I have the goals and updates live stream. Now, we're going to get into two topics right now. We're going to get into letting stuff go and everyone has a gift. Now, we're going to start off with letting stuff go. Now, letting stuff go is one of the most important things you could possibly do in your whole entire life. The reason I say that is because most people, they get they get wronged in life or they get, um, some, something happens. Like let's say like someone went into a business deal, they partnered up, they did a partnership and the other person screws their, then most people go into partnerships with their friends or family members. And what happens is the other person only screws the other person and they end up having a fallout and then they hold that throughout their whole entire life. Uh, that could be said with anything. It doesn't have to be business related. It could just mean like, you know, maybe you lent money to like your family member or a friend and they, um, and they didn't pay you back and they were like, I'm not paying you back. I don't owe you anything or, or something in that source. Or maybe, you know, you went to high school and someone did something to you that you held on for, you know, your whole entire life or maybe a family member did something to you or whatever the case is. It, you got to learn to let things go. You got to learn. What's up, Ryan? Uh, no more activity. Thanks, Greg. Um, so, um. The, the point that I'm trying to make is like, you got to let things go. Now, this is something that I learned very, I don't want to say young because I didn't learn it at age 18. I actually learned it maybe when I was like 20. I'm 23 right now, by the way, if anyone's asking. But I learned at age like 20 that, you know, uh, something happened to me traumatically in my life. Two, two things probably game changer for me in my life. One was uh, my, my, uh, my, the whole thing with my father with money. My father played it way too safe, ended up losing his job, making you know $80,000 a year. What's up, uh, Davis? And uh, ended up making $80,000 a year, ended up playing it way too safe, lost his job, and, and is not, you know, he's doing probably a little bit better now than he was before, but, um, you know, he paid the price dramatically because he played it way too safe. So that was one thing in my life that changed me, you know, my thinking, everything. Um, the other thing was I ended up getting into my first serious relationship and <clears throat> ended up, you know, arranged marriage or whatever. And it, it, it screwed me up, hit rock bottom. And that probably really put me on like, 
it really, that one probably really changed me the most. And that's when I started realizing that, you know, life is kind of too short. You have to go and do what you got to do. And, and uh, I'm not saying don't trust people, but you got to be aware that, you know, maybe people that you're really close to, you got to be a little bit spec, you know, spectacle and you got to be careful. Now, um, leading up to letting stuff go after all that stuff happened, you know, I was really, I was an angry person. You can ask anyone. I was really angry. I couldn't, I couldn't really let things go. Um, especially with the relationship. Cause I was really, I was really in love with this, this one girl that, uh, completely, um, did the range marriage and completely kind of screwed me over. But uh, for years, I'd say maybe a year and a half, maybe two years, it took me to finally sit down with myself and go, okay, you know, I'm more pissed off at myself than I am at her. And I got to forgive myself. Most of the time you're angry at yourself. You're not really angry at the other person. You're angry at yourself because you feel like, all right, I shouldn't have let this happen. And you got to like talk to yourself almost and be like, all right, like, here's what went wrong. I got to learn from it. I got to forgive myself and I got to move on. Most people can't do that. And the reason I tell you that is because just take a look at people that you work with, take a look at people in your family. Um, if you've ever done anything wrong, my mom does this all the time. If you've ever done anything wrong, she'll throw it back up in your face if you go to do something else. And, and that's, you know, that's most people. Most people are going to do that. Most people are going to throw stuff back in your face. Because uh, most people can't let things go. Excuse me, him. So you gotta, you gotta realize that. Uh, give me one sec. You gotta realize that you need to learn how to forgive and forget and move on. And I'm not saying completely forget that stuff. I'm saying forgive yourself, forgive the other people, and you'll realize and learn from that. You know, think of it as a mistake and learn from it. And really understand that if you can get past that, you can get past anything. And that, and that's what I had to tell myself was, you know, I went through this dramatic situation and I completely forgave everything. And if, if I could forgive myself and forgive everyone that was involved in something like that, I could get through anything. Nothing, nothing can beat that pain. Um, and most people, you know, most people can't do that. So really you know, and every, everyone's different. Everyone's not going to be able to just like in a snap of a hat. I, like I said, it took me a year and a half, took me, you know, a year and a half to like two years. And, uh, you know, I'm, um, I'm a religious person. So I went, you know, I'd go to church and I'd, I'd pray. And that's, and, you know, you kind of reflect in yourself when you're in prayer a little bit, you kind of reflect in yourself and you're like, all right, who do I want to help? And I would just kind of like pray for the other person. I'd pray for the other person and, and it would basically, uh, it would help me heal. Cause I'm like, all right, I'm praying for this person and like, I forgive them. And then it would go on. Uh, the, but you know, everyone's different. Everyone is not gonna, different people might have different remedies or different, uh, ways to like forgive and, and move on, but you got to try to find what works for you in that sense. And you got to try to do your best to just start forgiving the things in your past. You can't change the past, but you can change the future. And that's something that I, I extremely, um, I live by dramatically is I don't dwell on my past. You know, the day it already passed. So even after this live stream, I won't dwell on this live stream. The live stream will be in my past and I'll move on to the future and I'll look ahead. <clears throat> Most people will say, don't go, don't go too far ahead, which I kind of agree. Like you want to keep going forward, but maybe, you know, you also don't want to miss what's going on in front of you right now in this moment. So I, I would say yes, but, um, you know, 
I don't know how far you should look ahead, but you definitely should try to look ahead rather than behind you because you can change what's in front of you. You can't change what's behind you. Um, now, <clears throat> uh, again, yeah, probably like a good example of letting stuff go. I'm probably going to move on to everyone has a gift. Now, <clears throat> this one, everyone has a gift. Now, I truly believe this. Look at anything. Take Literally take anything in your room, take anything in your life, take any person uh, that you know in your family, friends, coworkers, everyone has a different gift. Now, what I mean by gift is someone has some kind of strength that maybe you don't have. And maybe you have a strength or a gift that they don't have. And the hard part is most people can't figure out what their gift is. Most, most people don't really know what their strengths are because they're not paying attention. So you gotta, you gotta really step up to the plate and you gotta start paying more attention to yourself. Um, but the, the whole thing with the, the reason I wanted to talk about everyone has a gift is more the fact of, um, I really, you know, peop, I don't think people believe in themselves. And, and what I mean by that is most people I see, if there's an opportunity in front of them, will not go for the opportunity. Most people will kind of just be like, I can't do that. So they'll, they'll back off. I don't do that. I don't, I don't say I can't, I can't do that task. I just go and do it. I'm just like, okay, I'm your guy. I'm going to take that task and I'm going to do it. And the reason, and, and at the time, maybe I have no idea what that, what that is. Like I've had plenty of tasks at uh, Broward college that I have no idea what I was doing, but I just kept going and going and going and I figured it out. Um, but the people that go and take the great risks and figure out their gifts are going to be way more rewarded than the people that kind of just sit back and do nothing and, and don't take the opportunities, don't figure out their strengths or their gifts, and uh, and just you know don't don't do anything. That that's just how it is. That's just reality of life. But um, I want to give you a couple examples of like gifts. So you could say that you know whether you like like the person or not. Is some of these people you might like and some you might not like, depending on who you are. But um, LeBron James obviously has a gift for basketball. Why? Because he's the highest-ranked player in the NBA right now, right? Right now, and is the highest-paid person. Now, same thing with Tom Brady. Tom Brady is, is obviously one of the best football players in the NFL, whether you like him or not. You, you can't you can't back off from that. You can obviously tell these people have gifts. Obviously, LeBron James has gift in basketball. Tom Brady has a gift in football. And uh, we could even go into business. I'd say someone that's gifted in business would be like a Grant Cardone. Uh, it's just someone that I personally really like. Grant Cardone. It's one of my favorite one of my favorite people in business that I look up to. Um, you could take people in like motivational speaking, like Tom, um, not Tom, Tony Robbins. Tony Robbins. If you say Tony Robbins, most people, even if they don't like motivational uh, speakers, will tell you they probably know Tony uh, Tony Robbins. Uh, what else? Let's let's do singers. Singers, right? Uh, Ariana Grande is becoming one of the most well-known singers right now, and she started off, I think, in acting. I don't even think she really started off in singing. It was more of like acting, I think, for like uh, like uh, can't think of the word. I think it was like Nickelodeon or something. I think she was on, like, Nickelodeon and was, like, on uh, – damn, I can't think of that show. It was with uh, Victor 
No, I can't remember the actress, but you guys know what I'm saying. She started off as an actor. No one really knew her. I think it was like a kid's show. And then she became one of the most well-known singers across the world right now. All right? She's one of the hottest artists right now with singing in the, in the music industry right now, which if you, if you said Ariana Grande, most people would automatically know you're talking about whether they like her, listen to her music, or they don't listen to her music and don't like her. You know what I'm saying? So you have to realize that certain people have gifts and you have to figure out what your gift is. Everyone has a gift. If you're telling yourself right now, I don't have a gift, you're lying to yourself. You, you're good at something. So then once you figure out the gift, you got to figure out, all right, I'm going to take this gift and I'm going to run with it. And I'm just going to keep strengthening the gift. But you got to figure that out. I can't obviously tell you on this live stream what your gift is. And I can't talk about a specific gift. I could probably tell you my gift. Uh, my gift is trying to help other people. I, I really have a passion for it. That's why I'm making this live stream. Um, that's also why I'm trying to get more engaged with the community and put myself more in volunteering. So I'm really trying to volunteer myself more on uh, Saturdays. So every single Saturday, I'm trying to go out and I don't care what it is. Uh, I, I tried to get involved with uh, helping like restore the Everglades, which I have no idea how to do that. I think I was saying something about uh, trees. You have to, they're help, they're, there's like certain type of tree that is kind of like messing up the Everglades and they're trying to get rid of the trees, I believe. So I, I'm sure you have to do some type of labor. Uh, the, I've done um, cleanups. I've done beach cleanups before. I, do, I don't like the beach cleanups, but I just feel like they're a waste because it's not a long-term effect. Uh, I've done, um, I've cleaned up really poor areas in Fort Lauderdale. So that was through BC Cares, which is uh, the company I work for as a part-time marketer, Broward College. And uh, that one was cool because you're cleaning up places that really need it rather than a beach, which is probably going to get littered by tourists and all that other stuff. But I mean, same thing with that idea is probably, uh, I mean, people like, I'm sure people appreciate it. I'm just sure there's like certain people that are probably just going to keep littering again. But uh, I, I thought that one was way better than the beach cleanups to be hundred percent honest with you. Uh, only for the fact that you get to see, you're seeing people that are out there and like people are kind of like amazed that you're out there just picking up trash for, you know, just a community event and you're not getting paid for it. And they're probably, they're like, Oh, I don't understand why these people are doing this. So that was cool. I also did a, um, I painted pavilions at a national park over in, uh, I believe it was Fort Lauderdale. And that one was cool because that's, that's long-term. Like you paint that building and people are going to visit there and, and it really needed it. Like the buildings were falling apart, I, I think because of the, the past hurricane we had. And um, the past hurricane happened. And I think it, it wrecked. There was a lot of tree debris. They had tree debris teams that were going to go uh, cut down dead tree limbs and take it to the, you know, take it over to where they needed to go take it. And, uh, you know, I, that one was cool because I got to paint the pavilions and it was, it was hard work. And then after you're done, you look at it and you're like, yeah, all right, I helped. I, I made a difference. I definitely made a difference. And that's, and that was the cool thing of that one. Uh, I haven't done the Everglades one, uh, restoring the Everglades over in Florida, South Florida, but uh, I'm pretty curious on that one. I got to go reach out to the, the person that's in charge of that event and figure out how I can do that. I don't think I can work this Saturday, but, uh, you know, it probably depends how early they're doing it and how long, but probably can't do it this Saturday. But that's, that's, that's one of my mission statements for myself is to try to help my community in whatever way it is, whether it's going to soup kitchens and maybe helping the poor uh, and feed the poor, or it's, um, I want to do something that's more like physical. Like I don't want to go and just donate money or I don't want to just go and, um, you know, donate gifts. 
Uh, I just don't, I don't, I, even though it's an impact, I, I want to physically see the impact. Like I want to physically go and be able to touch something or, or do something where I can physically see me helping them physically and I can see the, the result from after it. Because uh, that's where you get the real reward. Once you see you're doing it, you're making a real difference uh, yourself in the community. Now, <clears throat> real quick. Um, so, yeah, so I'll get back to the gifts. But real quick, since we're talking about volunteering, I also want to say, uh, you know, if you're someone that complains that your community looks a certain way or you're complaining that your community isn't making much of a difference to everyone around you, your friends and family that live in that community, I challenge you to go and help that community. So whatever you're complaining about with the community, try to do something where it's going to benefit that, um, that issue that you're having in the community, whether it's going to town hall and having, and bringing up the, the issue personally to your, uh, your, uh, what do you call it? What do you call them? The city itself it's like your city commission commissioners, I think is what they call them, or your city officers or government, you know, your city government or whatever you want to call them and go bring up the issue and, and demand that they do something and, and work out or donate your time. Maybe it's a, maybe it's something where like you're complaining about something looks really crappy because it needs to be painted. Maybe go and donate your time and go and paint that and, and call up the organization that owns it. So, you know, if there's like a, sta not a statue, because statues they probably only do, but maybe there's like a building, like a community building, and it just looks terrible. And you're like, I, I could paint that in probably like 30 to 40 minutes, and it'll look great, and it'll help out my community. We'll call up that, uh, the person that probably owns that, and be like, hey, like, if you just buy the paint and donate the paint, I'll paint it for free. And, you know, I don't think, you know, you probably negotiate that pretty easy. I don't think they're going to complain that you're trying to volunteer your time for free if they just buy the supplies and you paint it. You know, most people, it'd probably be actually kind of be shocked. I don't, they'd probably actually be really shocked to the point where they're like, I, you know, something wrong with you kind of, kind of vibe. But that's what you want. You want to do things that people are not expecting you to do. And that, and that's how you become, you know, a successful human being. And that's how you become a better individual for yourself, not not just for uh, the community. You're you're trying to you're trying to help the people around you, and you're trying to help your community. But at the same time, you're trying to fix yourself. You're you're trying to get yourself into a better place of mind, and uh, overall, just feel good about yourself. And that's why you volunteer your time, and energy, and not and not uh not money really. But uh, that's the that's finding your gift, but. I'll get back to my gift on that. So my gift really is to help other people. And that's really why I'm, I, I try to volunteer my time. I really try to go in. If someone needs help, I try to help them out. Like if a friend called me up and, and is like, hey, I'm struggling on this. If I can help them, I'll try to do the best I can with helping them. Same at work. Uh, if an employee or a friend of mine that I'm working with or an, just an employee in general comes up to me and says, hey, I have this problem. Can you help me? I've had it hundreds of times happen to me, and, I'm, and uh, I always smile, and I go, hell yeah, I can help you. What do you need? That's something that most people will not do at the workplace. Most people, they'll come up to them and go, hey, I need help with this, and they go, I already have too much work. I don't want to do that. And maybe it's true. Maybe you do have a lot of work, but you know, at the same time, like if you help people in your, um, in your company, the, the company you're working for, they'll probably do something, more likely do something for you if you need help on the next thing. And another thing too is you should be wanting to help people. You're on the same team. That's what I never understood with people. Like 
when you have those people that you work with and they're just very angry at society or they're very angry at people for no reason and then they hate the company that they work for but they don't want to help the person that you're working with and it's like you're on the same team like I never understood that. It's like having a football team that doesn't want to work with each other. Like all the team members don't want to work with each other. It's it's the same idea. Like in order for that that football team to make it to the Super Bowl or to the to the next level, they all have to work together as one unit. And that's what a company is. That's what you go to work for. You go to work to benefit yourself and to benefit the company you're working for. I never understood people like that where they're just like, I don't want to do that. It's not my job. I don't get paid enough to do that. Well, if you want to get paid more, Put more effort into the job. Put more effort into that position. Put more effort into helping the person next to you. The successful people in life don't just do a lot of things for themselves, even though they do take care of themselves a lot, but they also reach next to them and help the person next to them and, and build them back up. So that's what you guys really should be trying to do is, um, is helping people in your organization. Uh, and that's, that's also why I volunteer my time. I'm trying, to, I'm trying to help more people that maybe I don't know and, you know, you never know, like maybe that'll come back in and put some good, uh, uh, good energy back in, in my direction. You never know. Uh, so that's everyone, everyone had, or let me finish the gift part. So that's my, that's, that's one of my biggest gifts is like, I know I want to help more people. I don't know how, you know, there's certain elements I can do. Like done deal investments is definitely a good way that I'm working on helping more people. It's, uh, it's, it's mainly for distressed sellers, someone that's financially struggling and I can help them match with an investor or even take on the deal myself and, and buy it off them. So it's something that I invented to help more people. That's, that's truly what I believe I'm, I am put on this earth to do is to help more people. And that's why I created done deal investments, LLC. Now that's also why I volunteer my time. That's also why I do a lot of other things. You know, I, I try to you know do the best I possibly can with what I have. Now, my other gift is I'm very sociable, which I never used to be. I never used to be this, this, uh, this person that would talk for hours. I, I couldn't really hold conversations well. That was just over time, and I realized that in order to get to where I needed to go, I needed to open up my mouth, and I needed to put my, my opinions across. I needed to be able to talk to different people from different backgrounds, different races, different opinions or how they thought, maybe even you know politically too, which – by the way, I work with, uh, you know, I live South Florida. So I live in Coral Springs, which is very close to Miami and Fort Lauderdale. Well, Fort Lauderdale is technically considered a little bit more north. But, uh, you know, I, I'm really close to Miami. I'm about an hour away from Miami, and that's as, as south as you possibly can go at South Florida. All right, so most of those people are Democrats. I, I am not a Democrat whatsoever. I am 110% consider myself a Republican. Now. I get a lot of crap for it because I work with a lot. I work with almost everyone I work with. I don't think I've, I mean, I can't say it cause I don't know everyone's political views at my job. Like I know in my area, everyone's a Democrat, but the point that I'm trying to make on that, I'm not trying to like, you know, divide it. What I'm trying to say is that I have, I know I have to physically open my mouth and work with people on different aisles of the field, whether you're Democrat, Republican, like I said, different race, different, um, different culture, different religion. It, it doesn't matter. You got to learn to start working with people that maybe, you know, you're not going to agree with. This was something that was taught in middle school and high school and you had to do projects and maybe you didn't like the person. Uh, maybe you had conflict with someone and then your teachers paired you up 
with, uh, you know, the, that person. And you're like, I don't want to work with this person. I don't get along with this person. And the teacher said, well, you know, we have to learn to work with people that we don't like. And that's life. And, you know, that's, that's what you got to do. Now, I'm not saying I don't like those people. I'm just saying I don't agree with them probably like 90% of the time on how they think and how they, uh, how they operate. Um, most, most of them want to go home early and most of them want to go and, and take, you know, take the days off. I, you know, if I could have worked on Martin Luther King uh, day, I definitely would have worked. Unfortunately, I work for, um, uh, a business that considered, you know, our United States considers it a federal holiday and my business goes by, they take off all the federal holidays because I work for the school system or the school board. So my, um, so I definitely wanted to work on Monday. I didn't want to have the day off. Uh, you know, I mean, it's nice to recharge your batteries, but at the same time, I, I wanted to go to work because I'm trying to get into the mentality of, I got to work hard to get to where I want to go. And now I got to make up the hours. That's the other thing that, they're probably not really thinking is uh, I'm getting part-time pay and they're getting salaries. So they probably, you know, for them, it's not that big of a deal because they don't have, have to record the hours they work. But in my mind, I'm like, damn, I gotta, I gotta make up the extra hours and, and sacrifice something else kind of in return. So that's one thing, but <clears throat> so that's, that's my gifts. I would say my gifts are help, you know, helping as many people as I possibly can. I actually have a goal that I write, I wrote in the 10 X planner, which was, uh, to, I want to, I want to help 1 million people. So that's my, that's kind of like my mission right now is to help 1 million people. The, the other, the other thing too is, um, I would say, you know, I, I like, I, I like to communicate. I like to talk to different minded people. I always, I watch a lot of, uh, political, like not really debates. I watch more of like political interviews, like almost every single morning and maybe sometimes at night, depending on the time. But, uh, I watch a lot of people. And the reason I go to the political, um, skept, you know, spectrum uh, of, uh, interviews is because most of the time it's people that are trying to discuss political issues, which maybe they don't agree with. So normally it's like a Republican taking on a Democrat and they're just having a conversation. They're not really, they're kind of debating, but they're not really debating. Uh, they're kind of just telling their own opinion on on a on a topic, like a real a real issue, like uh, like healthcare or guns and and uh, uh, gun control and stuff like that. Or you know, and that's and that's something that I I really enjoy watching because it's literally getting two people that are completely opposites having to talk, and they have to try to do it as respectful as it possibly can without getting mad, without going too emotional, without you know, and that's the hard part because that's really what it comes down to. If you're if you're in one category and you're talking to someone else that doesn't have the same beliefs, the same goals, it's frustrating because like they're gonna take everything you're saying and they're not gonna agree with you, and it's it gets frustrating. Like, believe me, I've had plenty of conversations at my job where it got maybe a little bit heated or it got uh, it got really difficult because, you know, I'm trying to explain my side and they're trying to explain their side and we're not getting anywhere on common ground. And it's just completely two people, you know, two people or peoples that are just completely in different things. Now, uh, the one thing that, um, you know, and, and it's hard because I'm working with a lot of people where like they know, like they know that I'm Republican at that job. And the, and the, and the crazy part is like, I kind of get, I get kind of hazed once in a while because you know, they're, they're not, they're not for that. And, 
it's it just, to me, I just kind of smile and I, and I move on, but that's what you got to have to do in life. Like if someone doesn't agree with you, you're going to have to smile at them and, and kind of move on. And, and, uh, you know, maybe once in a while, like go, you know, go back and, uh, and say something, but you know, for the most part, you know, you're wasting your breath. Like you don't want to waste that emotional or physical energy on, on something that's, you know, it's probably not going to change. So, so that's someone that has a gift. Now, what I'm going to do, because I do have to go and do accounting homework, and it's it, some of this stuff's due by 11 o'clock, and then I got to study, so I got to test tomorrow for accounting, and I got to get all that stuff done, and I got this other stuff. I'm trying to invest with uh, Cardone Capital for anyone that's interested. I'm trying to invest with Cardone Capital right now with an investment, uh, and you know, I haven't I haven't done anything with Cardone Capital yet, so I'll let you guys know how that goes over time. But at the same time, um. You know, that's something that I'm working on right now is I'm trying to get all my paperwork in for Cardone Capital. Uh, and if for anyone that doesn't know, that's like a multifamily investment. So I don't I don't like stocks. I I personally don't like stocks because like I know eventually the market's going to crash. Stocks are it's not good for inflation, which we all know of. It, it's constantly happening where everything's rising in price and that's due to inflation. Uh, I, there's a conversation of um if you guys are curious uh, about like inflation and investments and money and you like listening to that kind of stuff, go listen to the Cardone, um, Grant Cardone with uh, real estate investing. And he talks about inflation. That was one of the, I think it was the second newest episode he put out and he talks about inflation and how like a Cadillac back in his day was like $25,000. And it used to be like the most, the, the most prized car, like one of the, the most hyped cars that everyone wanted was a Cadillac and it was like $25,000 back in his day. And like now trucks are like 90,000 and um, all this, you know, all this stuff where like inflation happens. So now everything's higher and that's just due from printing, uh, printing more money and, and so on. But if you want to go learn about that, go, go look up Grant Cardone uh, inflation. Now <clears throat> we're going to talk about done deal investments and then I'll wrap it up. So for anyone that doesn't know, I own a company called done deal investments, LLC. Now, I might call, uh, I got this through Vistaprint and the only thing I'm kind of, I don't know, like I'm not really satisfied only for the fact that I really wanted the slogan. So the slogan is where the deal is already done. And I really wanted them to pay, to stitch it in right on the bottom down here. And, uh, I don't know why they didn't do that. So I might have to give them a call and talk to them, but, and see if maybe I can send this back and they can read and then just add that. I just feel like it's plain. Like I didn't really want just the logo. I mean, the logo, the logo looks good. I'm not complaining about how it came out, how they stitched it and everything, but I just really want, I'm trying to market as much as I possibly can with that slogan because the slogan is what normally catches people. Uh, you know, it normally catches people like, uh, McDonald's is, uh, I'm loving it. I'm pretty sure. And other, you know, Apple, I don't know if Apple, what Apple's slogan really is. I don't think Apple really uses a slogan, but, I just really wanted this slogan. I'm just trying to market that as best I possibly can, but I don't know. Maybe, maybe it's fine. Uh, give me, you know, if, if you're watching this, what's up, Casey? If, if you're watching this, maybe write in the comments and let me know if you, if you like it or if I should add the slogan down here. Uh, I don't know. I might call them. But anyways, so I own, a, I own a company, Dunn Deal Investments. By the way, my name is Tyler Dunn. I own a company named Dunn Deal Investments LLC. Now, what this company is designed to do is to help anyone that's a distress seller. Now, Distressed seller just means anyone that's in a financial situation where they can't keep up with their um, with their property. 
So this could mean like liens on the property that are racking up over time and they can't pay originally. Like let's say it was like a $600 lien for whatever reason on the property, normally from the city that you're in and they can't pay the 600. So like it keeps stacking up almost like interest, keeps stacking up every single day that they're not paying that lien. So if they can't pay the 600, they probably can't pay the other amount. So I can help with liens on properties. I can help with pre-foreclosure. Now pre-foreclosure just means that uh, they're behind on payments and the bank's about to take over the property because they probably took a, a mortgage or a loan through a bank most likely. That's normally how people go and get the mortgage or the loans from, um, from a place. It's normally a bank. Uh, and they can't, they're, they're behind on it and the bank's pressuring them to, to put it into foreclosure and repossess the house. Now, I can help with that. I can help with a job transfer if, you, if you're trying to like, you just get this opportunity of a lifetime and you're like, I'd be too stupid not to take this opportunity and you have to travel and, and sell your house fast. I can help with the job transfer. I can help if you're in a really messy divorce and you're just like, I just want to get rid of this house. Like I don't want it. Too many bad memories in here. You know, too many memories, whether it's bad, good, whatever. And you just want to get rid of it. I can help you if um, you're someone that your house is just not in the best condition and you just can't, you can't fix it to put it on the, the um, ML, MLS system with the realtor and you can't get a lot of, you know, can't get really like top dollar for it and don't have the investment to really put into the house to get it. Whether it's like leaky roofs, you know, you got to fix your roof, you got mold, you got any problems with the house. I can definitely help you with that. And I can also help you if, um, you know, you don't have to clean up anything. You just leave, you take whatever you want out of the house and we'll work on um, terms where if you need to stand there for another week, maybe another two weeks, I'll, I'll work it out with the investor. Or if, if I'm going to take over the deal, then uh, I'll work it out with myself with you. Now, how this works is it's a three-step system. I call it the three steps to financial freedom. Now, the first step is we have to get into contact with each other. I prefer a cell phone or a phone call just because it's easy. The questions are not hard. They're pretty basic questions. It's just going to give me a uh, better understanding of what your, the condition of your property, uh, your, your financial situation or whatever situation you're in where you got to get rid of the house fast. And it's just going to, it's going to have, it's going to give us more of like a uh, face-to-face interaction, more of a personable, uh, you know, you can talk to me about whatever you want and we'll, and it'll just be like, we'll introduce each other uh, a lot better. I just feel like it's more suitable for it a lot faster to get you out quicker. I know a lot of people have, they, they don't want to spend too much time on things like this. So they, they want to get it done quick and that's the quickest way. Sorry, I keep hitting this thing. My, my hands kind of hitting the bottom of this the little box, but, um, so yeah, so I, that's that's the best way I can I can possibly uh, do it is phone call. You can text me, you can send me an email, you can go on our website and send me. Um, there's a contact form. You can send me your information and I'll contact you. Uh, you can go on our social medias. We're on Twitter, Facebook, Instagram. I'm working on the YouTube. It's basically up. I just don't have any videos, and I think I gotta fix like some profile uh, information on it. But so that's that. If you want to send me um, an email, the best one is dunedealinvestments at outlook.com. Our website is www.dunedealinvestment.com. And then my number is 954-857-6450. Now, that's the first step. Answer some questions. We'll figure out your, your financial situation, how I can help you, what you need. 
and uh, the condition of the home. Now, step two would be um, we got to set up a, a schedule appointment for me to come to your property, inspect the house, take five pictures inside, five outside, and uh, and then we'll have the face-to-face -face interaction. You can ask me more questions. If you, You're probably going to have questions. So you can ask me more questions on how this works, like what, like what you need, what I need, uh, so on, whatever questions you have, I'll answer. Now, the reason I got to go there is I'm going to have an estimate sheet in front of me. So if you have broken windows, you got to replace your roof. I have a sheet where it's going to give me an estimate price. So that way I know how much um, either myself or an investor is going to have to take on to, to fix the property into mint condition. Now, the other thing too is I said I was going to take five inside and five outside uh, pictures of your property. Now, the reason for that is if uh, I go and get an investor, the investor is going to want to see the property. And rather than them just, you know, we're getting all these people coming into your property, I'm going to send them the 10 pictures I took, five inside and five out. That way he has an understanding of what he's walking into. He'll have estimate cost of what he needs for capital to put into the property. And he'll know exactly what he's, you know, he'll see all the pictures of your property without him physically having to go to your property. Now, step three would now be we need to negotiate. So now we need to discuss um, the price that I'm going to offer you for the property. And all I do is I just do, I run comps. So I take three closest properties to um, in your neighborhood. So let's say your house is like 70,000 square feet and uh, houses around that size and condition normally run around, I don't know, like let's just say X, Y, and Z, like $100,000 is the average house that sells. The three houses in your neighborhood that meet your criteria sold at about 100000 That's the average price. Now I have to deduct all the costs that it's going to take for us to put it into mint condition that we went over. And that's, that's the price we're going to negotiate on. Now, um, I'll work with you on whatever you need. So terms, like if you need to stay in the house, like I said, for another week, maybe two weeks, and go and find another property, I will definitely work with you whatever you need. It's about helping you, and that's what comes first, is helping the person in um, in the financial condition. That's that's really why I created the business, to help you. Now, once we agree, we're going to sign a contract, and you'll sign it, I'll sign it, and then the investor I have that's going to take over the property is then going to sign it. Now, what's going to happen is then he's going to take over control. He's going to invest capital into it. He's going to try to sell it on the market for full value, and he's going to either sell it or rent it. It doesn't matter. It's completely up to the investor. It's, it's none of our concern what he's going to do with it. You're just trying to get out of the financial situation quick. Uh, now, I'm obviously going to benefit because I'm going to get a finder's fee from the investor. This is the coolest part. You don't have to worry about me taking money out of the offer to pay myself. You don't have to worry about paying me. It's all going to come from the investor, which is which is really cool because if you went through a realtor, they're going to collect commission. I'm not going to collect commission from you. It's considered a finder's fee for putting the deal together, and it's and the investor is going to pay me. So what's going to happen is um, I'm going to – uh, obviously got a finder's fee from that investor and you're going to benefit because you're going to get out of the financial situation. We're going to give you the cash that we negotiated and agreed upon on the terms. And then from there, you're going to be able to go and find something else that's in your budget, something you can afford and, and so on. Now, 
I have, you know, if, if you need a realtor, if you need anyone, I have a couple realtors that I know personally that I can give you to go and help you find another home in your budget. Cause I'm not, I'm not a qualified realtor. I'm not, I'm not a real real estate agent whatsoever. I'm just, they consider me an investor. I'm an investor in uh, real estate. I'm not a realtor. I'm not licensed in real estate um, or as a real estate agent. That's, that's not my job. My job is just to help you get paired up with an investor or to either take the property on myself and flip it or do whatever uh, to help you out. Now, um, the other thing too is uh, this, this works only if you have room in your equity. Now, what I mean by equity is when you buy a house, you have a certain amount of equity. Excuse me. Now, um, what I like, let's see how I can explain this. If you... If you have a house and it's worth 150000 but you still owe, let's say, like 20000 then you have, like, about, like, you, you have that. That's what the equity is. Equity is basically just the money that you have left into the deal that you're basically sitting on. Like, most people that own homes are either, you know, they're sitting on equity, basically. So if, they're, if their house is fully paid and it's $150,000, then they're sitting on $150,000. So what I mean by equity, it's the money that you, that's in the house or the property that, that we can help you out by kind of collecting some of that equity. That's how we, that's how we kind of make money on the deal is through the equity of the house. So if, if, uh, if we agree that your house is worth 150,000 and we're going to give you 120,000 because of the investments that we have to go and make in order to get it to 150, that's the equity right there. So there's about, uh, what did I say? 120,000 and 150. So it's about like $30,000 in equity right there that the investor and myself can try to like make a profit off of. So we keep the business going. Now, uh, the other thing I was going to say is, um, I also, I have like a pretty big, big goal for this company. So Done Deal Investments LLC. I really want to form it so it's like an all there done type of uh, type of business, where once I get you out of the financial situation and and I can help you get out of that, which I can do right now, I want to be able to get you to the next level and just keep going, so you don't have to go to like five or six different people, and you don't have to go and find a realtor, you don't have to go and find a uh, inspector to inspect the house. That's why I want to, you know, that's what I want to do with Done Deal Investments is to place them be like realtors, home inspections, anything where we can get you to that next level and just keep going down so everything's in one place for you. That's that's the goal with Done Deal Investments LLC. That's my main goal is to get it to that point. Now, um, I'm trying to think. I basically said everything. Uh, but yeah, so that's the main goal with Done Deal Investments. I want to get it so to the point where I can just get you to the next level, get to the next level, get to the next thing, and, and you're done. Like everything's done, taken care of. That's why the slogan is where the deal is already done because everything is done. Everything's taken care of. I do all the heavy lifting. I do all the work. I create the deals, and I, you know, I, I get it going. Um, now, um, the other thing I was going to say is uh, if you know anyone, if you honestly know someone that's in a financial struggle, most people don't want to talk about it. Most people kind of just push it to the side. Uh, if you know a family member, a friend, or someone that you, you know you ran into, maybe a coworker or whatever, have them reach out to me at Done Deal Investments LLC because I can definitely help them 
depending on the situation. Now, if it's something where like there's not enough equity or whatever, I mean, that's something that you're probably not going to know until you talk to me about. Most people probably don't know like, most people don't know like, like how much equity they have or like all that stuff. But have them just reach out to me and everything, you know, there's, there's no, there's no hassle. There's nothing. Uh, and, and so we get to the contracting point, but that's all the way towards the end of the deal. Like there's nothing that happens until the end really that you're under contract. Um, and I'll be bluntly honest with you guys on anything you have questions on, you know, you know, most people probably have more questions than anything. So if you have questions, reach out to me, um, whatever you're more comfortable with, whether it's social media, whether it's email, whether it's phone, whether it's the website, just reach out to me. I'll answer anyone's questions. Um, I, you know, I'm trying to figure out, <clears throat> I'm trying to get more into marketing and I'm trying to figure out how to create more leads. That's my, my big problem right now is leads. Uh, the other thing I was going to say is if you're someone that brings me a lead, let's say it's a family member, a friend, I'll pay you for that lead, for that reference. I call them um, referred references. I'll pay you for that reference if the deal goes uh, if the deal goes well and we end up doing business with that person. I'll I'll give you a finder's fee, probably like either two hundred and fifty dollars or five hundred. I mean, e either way, like just for you bringing the bit, you know, bringing me business, getting like two hundred and fifty dollars or even five hundred dollars in your pocket is pretty nice, big chunk of change, just for just you know help, helping one of your friends or your family members or whoever uh, link up with me and and you know getting me to help them out. That's that's a big thing. So that's that. Uh, I'm trying to think if I have anything else to kind of say. I think I think that's basically everything. Now I got to reach out. <clears throat> There's one more thing I'm gonna update, and then I'll close out. But I'm trying. I don't know what we're gonna do exactly, but I'm trying to. I got to reach out to uh, one of my um, friends that I uh, I met through uh, what's it called um, Toastmasters in Fort Lauderdale. It's for uh, the great Fort Lauderdale Toastmasters is what the, the place is called. And uh, his name's Daniel. And Daniel's like, Daniel's more upbeat than I am. Like, if you think I'm like very upbeat, motivated, and what's, you know, around that area, he's like 10 times more like energetic, more motivated, more like 10 times everything. Like that guy is literally like 10x. Like Rick Cardone talks about 10x. He's a 10x. Like he's a 10x level. And I really want to try to figure out how to, you know, just buy microphones, set them up. I'm new to all that stuff, but I got to look into how much, um, you know, how much it would be to invest in that stuff. Like I think microphones like 500 bucks roughly. I have one that a friend uh, that joined this slide from a couple of times, Thomas, as he gave me one, I just got to go buy wires and I got to buy a, um, I forgot what they call it. You got to buy something where it, it's, can plug into the computer because a, a regular microphone like that it's called phantom power i forgot what the machine's called but phantom power but uh so i gotta figure all that stuff out i'm still working on a bunch of stuff i got i i got some debts that i'm working on so that's why i'm kind of probably slowing that you know things happen business happens uh i got suckered into uh, a contract which i thought i didn't know had certain things in it and so i'm stuck with a contract for like another nine months so i'm working on that and I'm still paying some hospital bills from a while back from, uh, you know, people saw that one a long time ago. That was probably like episode like 36 or 35. So working on some hospital bills and, you know, I, I traveled. So I got a little bit of that and some personal credit that I'm working on. So, uh, and business credit. So there's a lot of things going on <clears throat> that I'm trying to take on at the same time. 
I don't know what's going to happen with World Ventures. The, the reason I didn't do that is because I'm kind of thinking about getting rid of that and putting more efforts into like done deal investments or something. I, I honestly, I get into certain habits where I take on a little bit too much. And I started reading this book, which I don't have with me, but it's called, uh, my uh, uncle just mailed it to me. And it's about like focus. And, and that's kind of why I thought about like World Ventures again. And I'm like, you know, spending money on that. And I don't, you know, it's something that's not, it's not put together for like done deal investments. It's kind of just like an out, outside source kind of thing. It's not going to mesh with what I'm doing. So I'm kind of thinking about canceling that and, and not doing that anymore. But that's just to update you a little bit on, on myself. But all right, guys, again, my name is Tyler Dunn with Dunn Deal Investments LLC, where the deal is already done. Have a great day. Um, hopefully you accomplish a lot like I'm about to go do with accounting and studying and a bunch of other stuff with Cardone Capital. And yeah, man, have a great one, guys. Stay, stay positive. Fight the negativity as most people are negative and have a great one. Peace.